you aren't going to get a win on every single call and that should not be an expectation. If you set that expectation for yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. You made it to Friday. How are you feeling? I got a nod. I got a head nod. It was one of those. Good, it was one of the. Thank you, Craig. It was one of those weeks, wasn't it? it I think it was a good week, and I'm excited because we got a guest host, which we usually have on Fridays today. We got one of my friends, Brian Clark, who is probably one of the smartest, techiest people in real estate. So, if you are whether you're an agent on a team, a solo agent, a team leader, he is going to teach you some things today that you can apply in your business. And I'm pulling up your topic, Brian. I don't even know what what is the official uh, the official topic today. You're on mute. We got to unmute you. There you go. Nope, you're still muted. Hold on. Un- unmute yourself there. The official topic is going to be converting internet leads today. Converting internet leads. I love it. So raise your hand if you've heard of the internet. No, I'm kidding. Raise your hand if you, if you <laughs> on a daily basis work some sort of internet lead. In your career, you touch some sort of internet lead. I'm mean, I guess that's most of us. Okay. And Brian, it's pretty funny on Fridays. You're going to watch over the next three minutes. The attendance is going to like double or triple. And it's like, it's funny how like, it's like people start to like as the week goes on, people show up a few minutes later, a few minutes later. It's interesting. <laughs> we all right, so all the so I'm going to, would you say Jacqueline? We should keep track of all the tardy kids. <laughs> I, I thought you said there was traffic. I'm like, there's traffic. It's a Zoom meeting. All right. So I'm going to be here to back you up, Brian, if you want to do anything to play back and forth. But I really want to turn it over to you because every time I hear this guy talk, I learn something. Like He really is one of the masters in terms of both lead generation and lead conversion. Um, has an incredible background um, in sales. And I just want to uh, let you rock. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. I appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. I've got a presentation to cover for everyone. All right. So the first thing that we're going to start with is is going to be systems, right? So when it comes to converting internet leads, you want to make sure that you have all the right systems in place so that you can make your life as simplistic as humanly possible. So one of the rules that I like to live by is automate everything that you can. So that means if you can automate your text messages, your emails, all your follow-up, go ahead and do that. So that way you aren't burdened with additional tasks that may bog you down or slow down your most effective method of following up, which is going to be picking up the phone and dialing. All right, we need to uh, create efficient methods of delivery for those, um, for all of those. And the ones that you cannot, once we exceed growth, we need to make sure that we hire staff so that we can handle those additional needs. So what does that mean? So in if we get to a point to where we're overloaded, we have too many calls that we need to make on a daily basis. We aren't able to touch every single one of those leads about 10 times over the first two weeks via phone, picking up the phone and dialing out to those leads. We need to hire an ISA so that we can cover that capacity and make sure that those leads are being followed up with appropriately. All right, so what systems do we need to make sure that we have in place? We have to have a CRM that automates text and email campaigns. Um, which most of the folks that are on this call have a fantastic CRM that they can utilize. We need to be remarketing those leads with retargeting campaigns 
social outreach, and even mailer campaigns so that we can stay in front of them and stay top of mind. And we also need to make sure that we have a strategy that involves a routine, block times, and script outlines. Dude, this is so, this is such a good overview, by the way. I'm just gonna say I'll I'll keep an eye on the chat box, Brian, as we go. I'll ask I'll jump in with any questions. So just to, so in case someone's driving or they don't know, Jacqueline's asking, will this PDF that you're uh, that you're showing on the screen, will this be posted in the Agent Power Idol Facebook group? Uh, absolutely, they'll, they'll be. I can send this. it to you. Absolutely. Yeah, Brian. Brian will set it out. Um, and just so you guys know, as Brian goes through this, he's going to give you some high-level stuff and go deeper. We're doing an "Ask Me Anything" with him next week. So if there's things that, as you go through this, you're like, "Oh, I really wish he'd go," because he's going to cover a lot of ground. You want him to go deeper next Thursday. You'll have a chance to go pretty deep with Brian. Um, so just a heads up as you go through. Take notes. Make some make some good questions. And uh, yeah, keep, keep rocking, Brian. Absolutely. Thanks. And so. I am um, the the majority of this information that I'm covering actually comes from my time when I was working at Zillow, uh, making over 120 to 150 dials every single day, reaching out to internet leads that came into our platform. So I've directly translated this over to real estate, as I've been helping agents grow their business for the last seven years. So uh, those strategies need to involve routines, block times, scripts, or outlines. Right now, what does that mean? So. A routine would be making sure that every day you have a specific time or at least a specific blocked out time where you can make those calls and follow up with your leads. So that way you can power dial through it. The first couple of calls should always be follow up to previous leads uh, before you really start hitting the ground running. That way you can get the marbles out of your mouth and start getting everything ready to rock and roll. That way, once you get a good lead on the phone, you've got the ability to really convert and get that rock and rolling. Uh, there's a couple of different philosophies behind scripts or outlines. I personally prefer an outline because if I'm reading from a script, I believe it's robotic and people are going to know that we are reading from a script. But it's always good to sit down and write those scripts out so that you have a good idea in your mind of what you're going to say as you're going through it. Now, can you pause one sec, Brian? And and I you know you got a lot to get there. I'm not going to keep slowing you down, but that was just so good. And I saw Craig smile and I smile because I've learned that lesson long ago that the first couple calls you make should be easy calls. But I forgot that somewhere along the way. And I'm just thinking as I'm sitting down because I'm translating this into the world of what I'm mainly working on these days. But for you guys, that's a really, really good, simple thing, right? Even if it's just any sort of easy call. I love that because it makes you feel good. All right, so I'm not gonna keep interrupting. I just, that was so good. I'm like, that's my one takeaway for today. I already got it. I got my one. <laughs> Definitely. All right, so uh, effective follow-up strategies are gonna include call campaigns. We need to be picking up the phone and calling. Speed to lead is the most important thing when it comes to internet leads. You've gotta be able to jog their memory right out of the gate. Text message campaigns, email campaigns, save search alerts are huge. Now, we, we do teach agents how to create automated save search alerts inside of KV Core and a handful of other CRMs, it's highly effective because you always need a reason to make a call to a lead. And if you can see what properties they're looking at on your website and what they're consistently looking for. So if I'm looking for a three bed, two bath, 400 to $450,000 home, and that's consistently what I'm clicking on on your website, you have a reason for the call right out of the gate so that you can get, get that conversation picked up and going. Um, we we'll also need to make sure that we have retargeting campaigns that are in place, whether those are video or they're going to be dynamic, uh, dynamic ads that include a catalog of listings so that you're putting listings back in front of them, driving back to your site so they continue to search. Social outreach, 
if that lead came to you from Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you want to make sure that you're communicating with them on that medium. If you can't get them on the phone, if they're not responding to a text, send them a friend request and send them a message directly out of there. Uh, your social outreach, which again, is going to be getting back to them on social. And then lastly, we're going to uh, look into mail campaigns so that you can stay in front of especially those homeowners giving you the opportunity to win more listings. Now, I like to call our follow-up strategies safety nets because what we're doing is we're, we're casting as many nets as humanly possible so that we can capture that lead, get a conversation going with them and get into a position where we can schedule an appointment to meet them in person so that we can either get a buyer's agreement signed or so that we can win that listing and get a new listing agreement under, under our belt. So follow-up follow up text campaigns, I would recommend having at least seven touches over 20 days, and you wanna make sure that you have some video texts that are sprinkled in there. Whether those are BombBomb or another platform, it's highly effective, it's a very proven strategy, and it works extremely well. You also wanna make sure that there are email follow-up campaigns that are in place, and you wanna to touch those leads at least 60 times over a 180 day period. Your follow-up calls, I highly recommend making 20 attempts in 60 days. And that doesn't mean call them three times a day, every day. You wanna call right out of the gate as soon as you get the lead. You wanna call the following day and then kind of do that sporadically over that 60 day period. When we're looking at hundreds of accounts that we work with, um, where we're driving leads to them from social platforms and those agents have all these safety nets in place, sometimes we don't see a response from a text, a phone call, an email until day 20, till day 30. It really depends on when that lead is ready to pick up the ball and have that conversation. Again, uh, send a request on social, especially if that lead came to you from a social media platform and then send them a DM. Again, automate your safe search alerts. Have retargeting ad campaigns with blog posts and pre-recorded webinars. Ads with video where you're, you're talking and explaining about different steps of the process. And then also dynamic ads if you can from an IDX feed. So what this particular uh, instance means having that dynamic ad is once the, when you set up a catalog in Facebook of all of your listings, when somebody starts searching on your website, what Facebook is going to do is compile all the data of the homes that they're looking at, and it's gonna put similar homes right back in front of them. This is huge for nurturing that database and getting those leads where you need them to go. So I've got a handful of follow-up stats that are here. They're primarily for cold calls, but they do translate very well over to internet leads that are being generated, whether that's from Facebook, whether that's from Zillow, uh, whether whether that's from Realtor.com. So only 2% of cold calls result in an appointment. So that means that the majority of the conversations that you're going to have are going to be no's. You aren't going to get a win on every single call and that should not be an expectation. If you set that expectation for yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure. So be sure to have very thick skin and know that the majority of the calls that you have when you're outreach or reaching out to internet leads aren't going to lead to an appointment. They aren't going to lead to where you want them to go. So just have a thick skin and a short memory. That way, once you get off the phone, pick it up, you're calling the next lead. I think I'm gonna get this one. I feel I'm gonna get this one. Let's make it happen. Typically agents have to dial 18 times or more on average to connect with a prospect. 
So that's huge. Uh, statistically proven 18 phone calls or more to connect with a prospect. This is a main reason why a lot of agents need to implement an ISA into their follow-up uh, platform to make sure that those dials happen consistently. Otherwise you are losing money on your leads. If you can't make that dial or, or pick up the phone 18 times over the next two months to call that lead, I'd highly recommend bringing in an ISA to do it for you. So that, that way you can follow up with your leads effectively and you aren't leaving any money on the table. Uh, agents who believe cold calling is no longer effective experience 42% less growth than those who believe otherwise. Right, so that that's a huge one. Picking up the phone is still the most important form of follow-up and getting in contact with those leads and prioritizing that lead's needs so that you can figure out what you need to sell them. Yeah, I, I got a question. Uh, going back to agents have to dial 18 more or more times on average to connect with a prospect. That's per prospect. That's not 18 calls through your 18 person. That's correct. That's 18 calls per prospect to get a connection. That's correct. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm a caller, man. I, I get it. I, I, calling's where it's at. Yeah. Tell me, show me somebody who's sold a house without calling the customer. Absolutely. And Ken, would would you say that that uh, statistic kind of fits the bill for what you've been seeing as oh, a yeah, cold caller? Yeah, this is it. I'm I'm snapshotting this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna awesome. be on what I'm sharing with my team this morning. See, it's not just me. Very good. Uh, <laughs> So 7.5 minutes, the average length of a call uh, that successfully moves on to the next stage or meeting, right? So when I was at Zillow, you couldn't log a call as a presentation unless it was 10 minutes or longer. And what that meant is that you had enough time to have a conversation, get into the meat and potatoes of the product, whatever it was that you're selling, so that it had a meaningful impact on that lead. So if, if you're making those calls and the goal is to just get on the phone, get off the phone as quickly as possible, you need to make sure that you're taking a little bit more time and most importantly, asking more questions of those leads. All right, so 93% of potential success of your follow-up call is attributed to your tone of voice. So if you call the lead and you are in a, in a bad mood and you're portraying um, a negative tone of voice or you're monotone, you're kind of boring, that is going to drastically impact your call. So we need to pick up the excitement level a little bit. We need to make sure that when we're reaching out, we've got a purpose, we've got a reason for the call, and we also need to make sure that we've got a smile on our face. One of the things that I used to do, and I, I still do when I'm having trouble, is I will put a mirror right in front of my, uh, right, right to the side, right on top, or right below my monitor. So that way, while I'm on a phone call, I can look into that mirror and make sure that I'm smiling. And if I'm smiling, I know my tone of voice is going to be where it needs to be so that I can convert that lead and to the best of my ability. Um, stating a reason for your call outreach can boost your success by 2.1 times. I can tell you right now, you guys, I have implemented some scripts for my agents where we're pulling data from those leads and what they filled out in a form and plugging them directly into the script. And when you use these little memory joggers and you have a reason to call them, it increases the likelihood of converting that lead into an appointment by 2.1 times. And we're seeing that across the board right now with agents that are utilizing follow-up scripts. Now, <coughs> excuse me, we should have an outline for every single call that we're going to be making. 
So right out of the gate, we're going to have an introduction. This is going to be your reason for calling that lead. The next thing that you're going to get nine times out of 10 is going to be an immediate objection. That objection could be, I didn't fill out that form or I filled it out by mistake or I'm, I'm, I'm not in the market or interested in, in, in making any kind of a move. You need to make sure that you write down their common objections that you're getting and then put rebuttals down. So that, that way you have your own little rebuttal book that you can go off of. That initial objection on a phone call is a knee-jerk reaction and you will get it on almost every single call. Uh, permission statement. I believe this is huge because the, the first part or the first call that you have with the lead is all about facts and findings, right? You're trying to discover everything that you can about that lead so that you have the best opportunity to convert them and ultimately win an appointment so that you can meet them face to face. Uh, facts and findings, that's going to be location, price, motivation, agent, mortgage, appointment, the good old LP mama. And then a summarization at the end of that call. So once you've discovered what they're looking for in a home, the location they want to be in, price, whether they've had a mortgage, you want to make sure that they know that you heard them. So when you can summarize all that information at the end of the call or towards the end of the call, that's going to uh, solidify to that lead that you listen to their needs and you are paying attention and taking notes. And that is going to build trust right out of the gate with those leads. And of course, uh, close the appointment. So once you've gone ahead and summarized all the events and, and everything that you've chatted with on the call, get an appointment narrowed down. Whether that is going to be an appointment to go and show a home, an appointment to go and meet them to do a listing presentation, or an appointment to, to get them on the phone or a Zoom with your lender so that we can discuss pre-approvals or pre-qualification, we always need to end that call with an appointment being set. And of course, take notes along the way. So here's an introduction example. Um, every call should have a purpose and every introduction should have a memory jogger. In the world that we live in today, we're scrolling through our social media. We've got all these funny cat videos. We've got all this cannon fodder that's in front of us. I may click on an ad, fill out my information, and five minutes later, I've already looked at 30 different posts and I've completely forgot that I filled out my information. So it's important on any kind of a lead form that you have, whether it's on a landing page, whether it's on Facebook, uh, you name it, we wanna make sure that we're asking additional questions other than their first name, last name, phone number, email. That way you can quickly bring something up on that call that they said they were specifically interested in so that you can jog their memory and push forward through that call. So, hello Fred, this is Brian with EXP Realty. I'm calling because you recently filled out a form on Facebook regarding homes for sale in Orlando or surrounding areas. I can see you were looking for a home with four beds and three baths over 600,000, and you're looking to move within the next one to three months. Is that correct? So what we're doing in this is we're letting them know, hey, we saw you filled out a form, and then we're jogging their memory with the information that they filled out in that form so they go, oh yeah, I did fill that out. I am looking for a four bed, three bath house in that price range. And I am looking to move within the next one to three months. This person's calling me because I filled that out. So if you have a reason to that call and an intro right out of the gate, it's gonna give you an awesome opportunity to go ahead and convert and move to the next stage, which is going to be an appointment. I'm gonna leave this up here for a second. If anybody wants to take a screenshot, go ahead um, and then We'll also have this available on uh, on the Agent Power Huddle when this is over. I'll send it to Jesse. 
But here are some common objections that we hear regularly from internet leads, whether it was Facebook, Zillow, um, Google Ads, you name it. I'm just looking, I entered my info by mistake. I'm not interested in buying or selling. All right, so here are some rebuttals that you can utilize that our agents have seen success with. Um, permission statement. Now, once we have gotten through the introduction, we've gotten through our initial objection and we've overcame it. I like to personally ask a permission statement. This kind of sets the tone for the remainder of the call because I'm going to go into a fact finding stage after I've asked this permission statement. So awesome. Now that, I, uh, now that you are seeing listings or the listings in your email, may I ask some questions and take some notes so that I can send properties that would be of most interest to you, right? So we're already sending them properties. They told you what they're interested in. So we just wanna make sure that we're asking the right questions and taking notes so that we can push through. So once we've asked that permission statement and we have a yes, we wanna make sure that we have an outline to follow so that we can gather the necessary information that we need from that lead. So I like to use LP Mama as a good guideline location. Um, so it looks like you're you. It looks like you're receiving listings in Orlando County. Are there any specific neighborhoods, school districts, or zip codes that you would like to be in? So we want to hammer down their specific location and where they're looking to move. Price point. Uh, I can see that you're looking for homes that are over six hundred thousand. Uh, is there any specific budget that you have in mind? Narrow that down so that you're sending properties that really fit the bill for what they're looking for. The most important part, I would say, in this entire outline is going to be motivation. And the reason this is the most important part is because this is where you have an opportunity to build rapport and build instant rapport with your leads on the next phone call. And so what I mean by that is when you start diving into what's motivating them to make that move, this is where you need to be writing down as many notes as humanly possible. If you find out that they have a growing family and they need a larger home with a nursery because they've got a new baby on the way, write that down. If you find out little Timmy is playing Little League and he's got a game coming up, write that down so that you can ask about it in the next call. So any of these little motivating factors that you can pull from that lead while having a conversation with them, you need to make sure that you write those down so that the next call that you have with them, you can bring that up right out of the gate it's gonna help you build instant trust and instant rapport with that lead. I can't tell you how much, how important building rapport is with a lead, especially when you don't have an opportunity to meet them face-to-face, -face. you're just working with them over the phone or via text. If you can bring something back up that's, that's all about them and shows that you care, that you were listening, that you were paying attention, it is going to build instant trust right out of the gate and it's gonna give you an opportunity to convert. Um, agents want to make sure that they aren't working with an agent currently. Of course, we don't want to step on anybody's toes. There's quite a few different ways to ask this, right? You can say, are you working with an agent uh, that you have a signed agreement with? That way you can find out if they do have a signed agreement or not, because nine times out of 10, if somebody's got a cousin or an aunt that's an agent, they're going to say, oh yes, I am. That doesn't mean they have a signed agreement. Um, I would also ask what the name of that agent is. Right, so hey, if there's an agent that you're working with, may I ask who they are? And I would, I would ask that prior to them saying yes, um, but um, that way you can just kind of get that rebuttal out of the way because if they don't actually have an agent that they're working with, it's gonna be harder for them to make up a name on the spot. 
So of course we wanna cover their mortgage, whether they've gotten a pre-approval, anything along those lines so that we know our next steps, whether we need to pass that directly off to our mortgage broker or whether we can just, we've got a pre-approval level uh, letter and we can just start shopping. And then again, at the end, we wanna make sure that we set that appointment. So we wanna summarize everything that, that we've covered in the call, what their location, price, motivation, uh, whether they're in a mortgage, we wanna summarize all of that info, especially the motivation. Um, and, and then we need to set the appointment appropriately, depending on whether that's going to be driving somebody to your lender or driving them to go and look at a property. And lastly, I've got some tips for effectively calling internet leads. Right, so even the best scripts can be effect, can be ineffective if you're not prepared and confident. So here's a few tips to make sure that you maximize your chances which, with each internet lead. So again, make sure that you have a purpose for every single call and a reason while you're reaching out to those leads, but make sure that you rehearse those call scripts before calling. I would do this in, in a mirror. Uh, before I got on the phone, at Zillow, I actually spent, we, we spent one full month in a training room where we called each other and we got all the marbles out of our mouth and we hit that, that sales script for an entire month before we ever got live on the phone reaching out and calling agents. We don't have that opportunity in this realm. Um, well, we may if, if we could put something together like that. But what I would recommend is rehearsing those scripts in front of a mirror or on a Zoom like this so that you can record it and go back and rewatch it and make adjustments as need be. So that, that way it's second nature, right? Um, the, the conversation won't always play out how you practice, but it's important to make a good first impression and understand that you need to make a course correction. So if you get into the conversation and you start to get objections that you don't have written down, you don't have a specific rebuttal for, this may be a good time to transition, start asking questions. Um, th this may be a good time to just kind of try to push through into the next section of the call. If you're getting some kind of a wonky objection, like, oh, I need to speak with my wife uh, before I get uh, sent a list of homes, right? So ma make sure that you just have a, a rebuttal for every objection that you can come up with. Uh, calling on the evenings and on weekends is extremely important. Most folks are working a typical nine to five job Monday through Friday. And so it is important to make sure that you have some call block times that are scheduled outside of those typical hours. So uh, I, I've always seen a lot of success calling after, after four, between four and six. A lot of times you can catch folks while they're on the road and on their way home. Um, and you can get them in the Bluetooth of their car. And that's, that's typically a really good time to chat because they don't have anything else going on. They're probably stuck in traffic. I would avoid calling before nine or after 8 p.m. You're gonna get a lot of hangups. You're gonna have a lot of people that are upset that you called them early or too late. And then uh, make sure that you're displaying genuine interest. Listen to what they have to say. Why did they decide to fill out their info online and how can you help? So uh, I would say this is one of the, uh, another one of the most important factors when you're on the, on the call. It needs to be about them and they need to do the majority of the talking. So ask as many questions as you can and pry as much information out of them as humanly possible. Um, at, at the end of the call, or if, if they're trying to get off the phone, respect their decisions. So if someone declines your service, um, that, that doesn't mean, okay, I'm gonna give them another shot two days down the road and try to call them again. 
respect that decision that they made to, to not work with you or not have that conversation with you and move on. We've got to make sure that we have thick skin uh, and, and not, get, uh, not get caught in the weeds thinking that, okay, we're going to keep calling this lead until they buy or die. That could lead to a negative review and impact your business in a way that, that you wouldn't like it to impact your business. And then lastly, show them how you can help. Right? So bring up other internet leads that you have helped or other sales when you've gone above and beyond for a buyer or a seller. Right? So when, when I was at Zillow, we had this thing called our happy clients. And we would send around an email uh, that was a running email where we would discuss success stories that we had from our agents. And so if you were a sales executive, we would bring on brand new agents and then our business consultants would work with those agents on a, a weekly, monthly basis to make sure that they were seeing success and getting a return on investment. So if you have any kind of a success story from a buyer that came in, maybe you've got somebody that is a little concerned about their credit. They say, hey, you know, I, I don't know if my credit is where it needs to be to make a purchase right now. You'd say, that's totally fine. Uh, let me tell you a little story. Two months ago, I was working with John Doe and John Doe was in a situation just like yours. What we were able to do was connect him with our credit repair company who went through the gambit. They sent out a ton of letters for things that needed to be removed from the credit application and they were able to get his credit score up where it needed to be. It didn't mean they could purchase a home the next day, but over a little bit of time, we were able to find them their dream home, get them a pre-approval and get them in the door. So these little success stories that you have from, from past clients can be extremely powerful when you're working with a new lead, especially when you have objections that's something that you can bring up a, a wild success from something that you've recently done or have done in the past. So that just about covers my slideshow that I have for today. I'd like to open uh, the floor for any questions that anyone may have. If you want to hang for questions, Brian, you are, that is on your schedule. You are welcome to, because you're a good man. Cause that is right to the bottom of the hour. That was guys, did you get, I already got comments in the feedback. Larry was like, this is another great huddle. Did you, did you guys learn good stuff this morning? Yes. At least one, two, six. Jen says, yes. Great call. Brian, this is so good. So I'm going to say, if you have in-depth questions next Thursday, I put it in the chat box next Thursday, it's going to be at 11 AM Pacific. 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right inside the Agent Power Huddle Facebook group. We are doing that's February 25th. We're doing an Ask Me Anything, Ask Brian, Internet Lead Converter, anything. So we've got a lot of questions. Let's just make a list. But Brian, you're welcome to hang out and answer people's questions, guys. Have a wonderful day. This was awesome. Brian, you want to stay and answer questions now? You want to drive in the next week? What do you want to do? I can stay and answer questions right now. Okay. I also just sent you a copy of the Google slide. Um, should I send that to Zach as well? Yeah, send that to Zach. I mean, Brian has a company, guys, if you want to check him out, Leads to ROI. I'll drop the chat link in the box. They, they do this for clients. I mean, he has an incredible amount of knowledge. Um, we're, you're going to be seeing him around. Keep talking to him, but check out Leads to ROI. Um, typing in the box here. Um, message Brian, whatever he can do to help you guys. He is a, a tremendous asset. So thank you, Brian. I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you. I got to jump on a Zoom, but I'm going to turn it over to you. You're already a host, so you can hang. <laughs> whatever you want to do, answer questions. Thanks, this is Jesse. all you. All right. Have a good day, guys. You as well. Questions for Brian? Wallace, has got, go ahead, Wallace, you got a question? 
Uh, yes, on the S, um, the ISAs, where do you, or how do you find them or price them? So um, we have actually interviewed hundreds of ISA companies over the last couple of months. And we've actually found some really good success with ISAs that are working out of the Philippines. Um, so if, if there is an ISA, or if you do want to um, look at picking up an ISA, you can send me a, a DM or a message directly. I'll drop my email in the chat and I can point you in the right direction or just get you hooked up with someone. But I've, uh, I've, I've found that as long as they have a good call script and they go through a good training period, you will typically have really good results with an ISA from the Philippines or from uh, another foreign country. You can get them at a much lower rate than what you would spend for someone in the US. Uh, and uh, I would make sure that you ask questions of whatever ISA company that you go with, because there's a ton of companies out there that say, oh, we do all of this extensive training and we're gonna make sure that we've got the right person for you. And that extensive training is a two hour video on how to make calls and how to follow up, right? So make sure that you're asking a lot of questions of those ISA providers and, and be sure that you're finding somebody that has experience and somebody that's called in your specific industry or niche. Um, because you don't want somebody that's been calling doctor's offices to call your leads for you. They aren't gonna have the lingo down. They're not going to have um, the necessary info that they need to really get that real estate lead booked into an appointment for you. Okay, because that uh, sometimes too, if, if their accent is too strong, I know with me, you know, I always just click, you know, uh, it, I know it's a cold caller and I, you know, so I don't want to be bo bothered. So uh, uh, that's another Definitely. line to pick up an ISA and, and if they're, um, or they're too quick or, or like you said, robotic talking on the phone, on the scripting and not really being genuine, uh, genuine. Um, so that's another concern. So, yeah. So, uh, and then pricing, what, what do they go for? And so for finding good ISAs, I'm, I'm typically seeing them run about $800 a month. And that's from somebody from the Philippines or from Venezuela. Uh, Venezuela, typically a little bit less expensive. Um, and I've found, we've interviewed hundreds of companies in the last couple of months. I found a, quite a few companies that are out of the Philippines where the accent isn't very strong. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree with you. If we have an accent that's coming through right out of the gate on that call, it does present hurdles that, and, and uh, does prefer, present hurdles and objections that we have to overcome right out of the gate. So Finding an ISA that has minimal accent is extremely important. Um, fortunately, we've we found a good group that are very minimal on their accents. So, <laughs> yeah, that still seems like a lot of money. Eight hundred dollars. I mean, is that like uh, you pay so many hours for the week uh, that they're calling, right? Two or three hours. So that's for one hundred and sixty hours for the month. So that's a full time employee. Um, and it may seem like a lot, but you get what you pay for, right? So if you're if you go and find an ISA for three dollars an hour, they're probably not going to have the experience that, that they need to be able to convert those leads into an appointment for you, right? So eight hundred dollars if they get you five appointments throughout the course of the month, yes. and let's just say you convert one of those five into a buyer's agreement or a listing uh, listing agreement it's well worth the money. You've, you've more than 10 extra money in any market 
if you convert one lead off of that entire month at eight hundred dollars. So, so when we think about the cost, it's all relative because at the end of the day, our goal is to sell a house. We're going to be looking at a three percent commission. Most markets, the average home value is three hundred thousand. So if you can make nine grand for an eight hundred dollar investment on top of your marketing uh, goals that you have, where you're driving leads into yourself. Uh, the, the cost is extremely inexpensive when you look at the big picture. Okay. And what about, would they be doing any admin work or do you uh, send out someone different for that? I would recommend hiring a VA for admin work. Mm -hmm. So I, I would keep those two things separate. You want your ISA's entire job to be focused on calling your leads and nurturing your database. So one of those statistics was that it takes 18 dials to get a lead uh, to get a conversation going with a lead. I don't know about you, but most agents that I work with on a daily basis don't have the time to call every single one of their leads 18 times over the course of a month or a two month period so that they can really have the opportunity to convert that lead. So mm -hmm. having a dedicated ISA that, whose sole job is just to call those leads and do cold outreach for you, get those leads on the phone, jog their memory, and then get them pushed over to you for either an appointment or a live transfer, that is a necessity. Okay, awesome. And one last question on your company leads uh, to ROI. Uh, what is What do you offer? So we run uh, Facebook advertising uh, for real estate specifically. Um, with EXP agents, we can utilize your guys' listings in, from your office. So most office, uh, most EXP offices are based off of a state level. We'll have anywhere from 500 to 10,000 listings available, depending on what state we're in. And then we can narrow those listings down based off of your geographical location and provide leads with what they're looking for, listings. So we drive leads at an extremely low cost. We ask a lot of questions of those leads so that we can give you memory joggers on your call. Uh, and ultimately we set up all of the follow-up processes in place in the back end of KB Core or whatever your CRM is so that we can automate the text, the emails, the save search alerts so that we can help nurture that lead as far as we can. Awesome. Okay. So that's like, uh, you have different prices, I'm sure, right? Absolutely. Or On uh, leadstoroi.com, we do have a pricing slider bar where you can go and take a look and see the estimated number of leads for the money spent. Okay. And you have a turnaround. Um, kind of uh, what what the uh, conversion rate is? Conversion rate is going to be different for every single agent. We have some agents that are converting 7 8%. We have some agents that are converting at 0.05%. It depends on you or your ISA and how much follow-up you put into it. Our system only works if you do. So your conversion rate is going to be unique to you based off of your skill set and based off of um, based off of how determined you are with those leads and and um, I'm trying to think of the word <laughs> how how diligent you are with your follow up. Okay, and those are mainly are those buyer leads, seller leads, or you you get to pick. You can pick. Uh, seller leads definitely come at a higher cost. Um, the way that we market, we start with a baseline audience of homeowners right out of the gate. So we don't want to just go out and target folks that are interested in Zillow or Trulia or Realtor.com. What we like to do is we go into a market and we pull that data 
of all of the homeowners that live in that marketplace. Let's say one of our agents says, I want to work with properties or sell homes between 300,000 and 800,000 would be the high end in my market. What we'll do is go in and we'll pull all of the properties between that price range. And that would be the audience that we would start to target with. Uh, then we'll create special ad audiences off of that so that we're getting in front of buyers that may be renters, but have similar interests and similar behaviors to those that are currently owning homes, which gives us a higher, um, a higher quality of lead right out of the gate. So the majority of the leads that you're going to get on the internet from any platform are going to be tire kickers. So there's never going to be a platform out there where somebody says, Hey, we're going to get you a hundred percent of our leads that are ready to rock and they're good leads. They're going to have great credit. You're always going to have tire kickers. So just make sure that you're, you're allocating for that with any kind of platform that you use for internet leads. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like Zillow and realtor.com, right? When you buy the leads, it's kind of similar to that, right? Absolutely. But, yeah. But yours uh, helps out with the EXP. You have to be an EXP realtor to get the exposure for the. You don't have to be an EXP realtor. No. Um, but EXP does give you the opportunity to showcase the other listings that are in your office. And that's what the buyers are most interested in. They don't care who the agent is. They're looking at a house. Once yeah. they find a house that they're interested in, they're going to reach out and contact an agent. So what we do is we take those listings from EXP in a catalog and we'll display five to 10 listings at a time. So as you're scrolling through Facebook, you'll see a list of homes. You'll start scrolling through it. If one of them catches your eye, you'll click learn more, fill out your information. We ask additional questions to make sure that you have memory joggers for when you call. Because we know that not every agent is going to be able to reach out within two to five minutes, which is where we need to be to, to be on top of those leads. So if you're reaching out to that lead tomorrow or you're reaching out to them the next day, we need to make sure that we have those memory joggers in place to remind them that they filled out the form. So we always ask those additional questions to help. Okay. And, you, and you're able to ask for certain type of leads, like say you want buy down buyers or, you know, move first time um, seller on that first time buyers. So you, I mean, you pick your leads, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. So you, you can pick what type of leads you want. We can customize any type of ad for our agents. Um, we've ran down payment assistance ads um, all the way to um, ads for showing homeowners what recently sold properties were in their neighborhoods so that we can get that conversation started. So we, we have a full spectrum range. We've been in business for three and a half years on our own. Um, and we've got a full suite of different types of advertisements that we can run for you. Um, thank you. Absolutely. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the agent power huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the agent collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.